In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. United we stand. We all know that that is true. It is not only true in a moment when our countries are aggressed from the outside, when we have to stand together to defend the peace and the order of our countries and of our civilization. But we know also that this is true on an even higher level, in a battle that is even more dangerous than the battle that Europe and the United States may have to confront in the near future. We know that we are always in battle with the diabolic forces. We have heard that today in the gospel, in the epistle, when St. Paul says, Brethren, be strengthened in the Lord and in the might of his power. Put you on the armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the deceits of the devil. In this battle that is ongoing since the creation of the world, and that has become worse since our Lord redeemed us, because the devil wants all to be damned and not to be saved. In this battle we need leaders. And therefore, not only do we have the one leader who shields us against the snares of the devil, our blessed Lord Jesus Christ, our King and Savior, here represented by his beautiful statue. But we also have, as his ministers, and those who in his name shield us against the snares of the devil, his priests, that he has sent to us as leaders in this spiritual warfare. Therefore, we can find in the epistle of today a description of some of the essential traits of the priesthood. Certainly we all have to put on the armor of God, and we have done so in the moment of our baptism and confirmation. But the leaders, the priests, that God has sent us to lead us in this battle and to make sure that the order of our army does not break, they have special tasks that are described in a very clear way today in the epistle. First of all, St. Paul the Apostle says that everyone who is a leader in this battle has to be gird his loins with the truth. The priest has to be an ambassador of divine truth. The priest has to be the one who against the voice of the world will always announce the truth of the gospel, the truth of the revelation, the truth of Christian moral without compromise and without false adaptation to the spirit of the time. Without his loins girded by the truth, the priest would all only be kind of an empty loudspeaker. And what he would say would not have 
the strength and the power of God. The priest, when he speaks from the pulpit, when he counsels in the confessional, when he gives advice to those who ask his leadership, always has to make the truth palatable, certainly. But it has to remain the entire truth of the revelation, otherwise we go astray and the order of our army that is set up to confront the devil will crack and the smoke of Satan will enter into the church. Therefore, in the first place, we always have to ask our priest whether or not from the pulpit in the confessional and in all other ways he gives counsel, he is an ambassador of truth. And we can thank the canons here present that every one of them be as kind and understanding as it may be, is always a true ambassador because he knows that his word has no value if it doesn't come immediately from the revelation Christ has given to us. At the same time, St. Paul the Apostle says that the leaders in the battle, the priests, have to put on the breastplate of justice. What kind of justice is that? It is the justice that God uses to distribute his graces to us. It is not only the distributive justice of human measure. Here, the graces of God are distributed to us by the priests in what I would call a superabundant justice. Because we get more graces and more help from the Divine Lord through the priesthood than we ever could have asked for. One drop of the blood of our Lord contained in the chalice at Mass could already be sufficient to redeem the entire world. Every one of us during his life with the Church swims in an ocean of grace and all these graces that are contained in that superabundant justice of God that is not only distributive, but it's forgiving and gives us more than we could dare to ask. All these graces come from the hands of the priests. First of all, from the hand of the divine high priest, Jesus Christ. But he has given the power to distribute these graces to us, to his priests, who in many occasions, and in the first place, when they administer the sacraments, are like gateways for the grace of God that never ceases to flow to everyone who opens his heart. A priest, therefore, if he wants to be a leader in the battle, has to be a servant of the sacraments. He has to say, as our priests do, his daily mass, whatever happens, he has to be faithful in the confessional so that you always find your priest in your confessional ready to hear your sins and to forgive them in the name of the Lord. He has to be ready to baptize, ready to marry everyone who asks for these sacraments and 
everything that the church confides to him as instruments of grace, be this in the sacraments or in the sacramentals, are his first and foremost tasks. A priest is always a servant of the grace of God. He doesn't serve himself. He doesn't serve any human goal or aim. He serves the Lord and all his time and all his effort is concentrated to bring people to the Lord, more souls to the Lord by the service of the seven sacraments. Therefore, the justice of God that he wears as a breastplate is a justice of generosity, of forgiveness and of richness, a justice of glory that only the priest, because called by the one high priest, can give to those who have an open heart. And certainly the priest also, as we have remembered today, does, has to be always ready to announce the gospel everywhere he is sent to. A priest, a true priest, like our blessed Lord, is not glued to a place. A priest does never believe that the faithful are his, that the apostolate is his. He knows that he is a servant, and the servant can be sent to another place. It is the generosity of a vocation to the priesthood that we are ready to go to new places, that we are ready to do what the Apostle says today, that our feet should be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace in all things, taking the shield of the faith. Therefore, we should always be ready. Every good priest has always to be ready to put his shoes on, his shoes of preparation of the announcement of the gospel of peace, and to go to another place, like our Lord did. He is the Father of all that are confided to him. And therefore, his generosity is similar to that generosity with whom our Lord left the place of glory at the right of the Father and went into this world to a new place to sacrifice himself and to start anew, to announce the gospel of peace with the shield of faith. And finally, also the gospel of today teaches us something about the figure of the priest. Because the gospel of today shows us that he who has received mercy must be forgiving and merciful. We cannot pretend to receive forgiveness, to receive mercy, if we are not ready to bestow the same forgiveness and mercy on others. To the difference of our blessed Lord, who was without sin, every priest is taken from among the humans. Therefore, every priest is frail. Every priest needs help and prayer. Every priest has to be humbly conscious of the fact 
that he is only human and that he is also in the battle against the forces of evil exposed to temptations. And therefore the priest, knowing that he himself is frail, has to have a fatherly understanding for those who come to him in his frailness. A priest has always to have that side of our Lord, who, having been without sin, was the most merciful and sweet of all. It is not about compromise. It is not about silencing the truth. But it is about greeting the people with a humble heart. It is about forgiving them when they come again and again with their sins. It is about to be a real father to those who have broken hearts and need consolation. Every good priest certainly has to announce the truth. Every good priest has to exercise the superabundant justice of God. Every priest has to be ready to go into the whole world to announce the gospel. But all this, at the example of St. Francis de Sales, has to be done with sweetness, with patience, with charity, with love and with forgiveness. A good priest is certainly a soldier of Christ who reunites the army of the faithful in battle. But he is also a shepherd. He is also a father. He is also someone who follows the lost sheep until he has found it and with patience and kindness can bring it back to the flock. I believe that by the grace of God and by the help of the Salesian spirituality, all these characteristics of the priest are lived as well as that is humanly possible by the priest of Christ the King. I thank Canon Michael Stein, I thank Canon Todd, and I thank all my confreres to be such priests. But I know that they cannot continue to be your leaders without your prayers. And in this very hour, in front of our blessed Lord, the eternal High Priest of our redemption, I beg you never to forget your priests. Don't forget Kenneth Stein when he is now in Detroit. Pray for your new Vice-Rector Kenneth Todd and pray for all the priests of the Institute and all the priests in the world because they are leaders. They are in the first front and the devil hates them. If you pray for them, you are like a good army that in the hour of battle closes around the leaders, strengthens itself by this closure and knows by the prayers for the priests that we can win the battle because united we stand. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen.